Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Linda Yael, look, I even screwed that up. Yael Schiller is joining us here today. We're going to be talking about modern dream work. But before I do, I want to give a shout out to Benny. What up, Pat? Uh, Do you have your pick yet for Sunday? Pick? Oh, uh, oof. Mm. All right. I'm just going to go with Kansas City. Mm. Yep, I got to do it because I'm not a Niner fan right now, and they took some of our key players the last couple of years as a Seahawks fan. So yeah. I'm going to go with Kansas City, and I like Patrick Mahomes. He's a great quarterback. He's a stud. I mean, so is uh, Jimmy Garofalopolo, Snuffle Up, I guess, whatever his name is. Garofalo. <laughs> Garofalo. Oh, no, I know. I was just trying to. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, Linda. Linda. Nah, Linda knows. you got to own him. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, I don't clown him. I just like saying his name because it's like. <laughs> So it's a good tongue twister, so to speak. Uh, well, you know, okay. So the reason I'm asking the question <clears throat> is this. Once upon a time, I lived on the East Coast, right? Yeah. And I lived between Jersey, right? New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania. We lived very close to the, the, the Western border with Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. And so for a longest time, I grew up as a Philadelphia fan. And I don't know what the heck happened with Andy Reid over in Philadelphia, <laughs> but I am so glad he's getting a little love in Kansas City because that was like, uh, what was that, like a decade of struggle over there. So, well, in any event, whenever you see team, sports, life, people, accomplish a level of outstanding performance. And I know my Seahawks fans are going to email me and debate this with me. But whenever you do see it, you know, there's something to be said about it. The question always comes back for me. It always comes back to how are, how, how are you doing? Like, how are you doing with your own life? You know, what is it about your life, your dreams, your inspirations that are either getting moved forward or not? Um, and, you know, it's interesting. I tend to be a little black and white in this particular area, but I'm not in general in my life. But that's why today we're going to be talking with Linda, because part of this is looking at dream work, but looking at in the context of the modern day and age we live in. And so what is it about modern dream work? What is it that we can learn about new tools for decoding our soul's wisdom. And if this is a conversation that we're having today, and we're going to talk to her because that is the book that Linda wrote, Modern Dream Work, then what is it about the modern day and age that we live in that has called us to develop new tools? 
we're going to hear about that and much more. Um, you know, Linda, of course, is a psychotherapist, consultant, supervised trainer. She facilitates groom dream circles. So we're talking with someone that not only understands what it's like to be awake to our dreams, but what it's like to understand dreams in the context of a fast, ever-changing, modern world. Linda, great to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah. Are you like a San Francisco person? Well, um, people used to tell me that I would be a great San Francisco girl, but um, I live in Boston, and I grew up in Buffalo, New York. So um, my heart's in San Francisco, though. (laughs) Well, it's interesting. When I moved from the East Coast to Seattle, uh, I literally flipped a coin between San Francisco and Seattle. Um, And, you know, this is part of our conversation today, because what is so important for us to talk about? And and this I'm going to go in a couple of directions. It's interesting that. The stock market is through the roof, and yet uh, the United States of America, in the latest international survey, scored at the top of the anxiety chart. Right. Yeah. Um, And so here we are, and, you know, we're thinking, why is that, though? Is there something going on within us that's just not working? Hence, your conversation about modern dream work. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, um, Pat, because as a therapist, I get to hear people's stories every day. Yeah. And many people, and I've been doing this for 35, 38 years, a long time. Most people, when they first come in, or for a long time, really just want to talk about themselves and their lives and what they're struggling with and what they need help with. And that's as it should be. There's been this phenomena that I and my colleagues have noticed in the last couple of years that the outside world and the zeitgeist in which we live in America in the 21st century, in the last couple of years since the last election cycle in particular, mm-hmm. people are coming in freaked out about yeah. the larger state of the world, not only their own personal life. And I'm seeing people talk about this, what we call transpersonal and perhaps sort of global anxiety that is overlaying their own personal life anxieties in a way that we've just really never seen before. Well, and I think that's part of the conversation that we have to have in order to talk about the purpose for dream work and why dream work is so important. And the reason I bring it up is because when we take a look, when I take a look at you and I take a look at the, the very long list, right, of, let me just call them credentials. It's really a strange word, isn't it? Um, but, but skills, things that you've decided to learn, things right. that you've decided to use in your practice. And I look at this, and I want to talk to you about it, because here's the thing. When I graduated from school, right, in 2001, I was under the impression 
that here I was and I would be able to become a psychologist and I would be able to do things in psychology in the state of Washington, like the list of things you have down here, right? Mindfulness, spiritual direction. What I soon found was if I mentioned spiritual as a registered psychologist, right? Doctor of psychology in the state of Washington. And I did that back then holy cow, I would be in some serious trouble. So fast forward to where we are now. And psychology has shifted. Now we can talk about things that were sort of taboo. Why is that? Tell me from your perspective, your perspective, what you sense is changing about the way we help people? Mm, that's a great question. Um, so I got my first degree in, uh, I guess in the eight, well, I got my undergraduate degree in the seventies and then I got mm -hmm. my graduate degrees in the early eighties. And I guess in the beginning, before I was trained in a lot of alternative methods and styles of working, I was sort of a, you know, much more sort of straight, I guess, if you will, uh, conventional therapist doing, mm -hmm. you know, cognitive behavioral work and psychodynamic work and, um, all that, and I still do all that. That's all mm -hmm. still really, really important. Yeah. But I think where my both my personal story and my personal interests and where the world has been evolving in the last couple decades has intersected in this integrated uh, appreciation for the unity of body, mind, and spirit. And we used to think of that all those three categories as very separate venues. You know, you went to somebody to talk about things of your mind or your emotions, you saw somebody else to take care of your body, and then you saw your priest, your rabbi, your minister to take care of your spirit, and never the twain shall meet. In our modern world, on, on one hand, we find an incredible amount of compartmentalization. I, I imagine you and many of the readers have had the experience, or excuse me, listeners, saying readers, um, listeners have had the experience of, you know, you go to the doctor, and rather than being treated as a whole person, you're a body part. Oh, yeah. here's the hip. You know, here's the knee. You know, here's, here's the gallbladder. And we're not looked at as a whole person. Um, but simultaneously, I think, with, on one hand, the specialization that's occurring across the board, we're also finding that that doesn't do the trick because we're not separate body parts. All of our body parts, including our emotions and our soul, if you will, work together. And they've even had studies at the moment that somebody dies and they weigh the body a minute before the person passes and they weigh the body a minute after the person passes and the body weighs less when the soul has left the body. I mean, actual has physical mass and weight. And what we're learning now from the fields as diverse as quantum physics and neuropsychology is that everything has mass, if you will, including things that we thought of as not having mass. I mean, Einstein started us off, you know, with, um, uh, with the theory of relativity that our emotions, our thoughts, our feelings, as well as our physical bodies, are actual matter. And as we pay attention to that and look at a unified theory of self, 
we see that we can't separate all these pieces out into separate entities. We have to look at ourselves as a unity and as a whole. Um, and that's kind of my philosophy of doing my work, my psychotherapy work, but also what I bring to modern dream work is looking at the dreams we have, both from the cognitive and the emotional standpoints that are more usual when we think about dream work, but also from the spiritual dream point and from the physical embodied uh, uh, point of view as well. Well, and that really leads me to what we're talking about today. And that has to do with, you know, having a conversation about modern dream work, you know, what it is, how it's different, and why it's so important. Um, I want to take a short break, Linda. When we come back, we're going to talk about what this means to really learn these new tools. But more importantly, what is at stake for not decoding our soul's wisdom? Let's take a short mm -hmm. break, everybody, because, yeah, let's let's get at what we're not going to get. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Break your snooze button habits for good with the Soul Stretching Sisters on the I Am Power Hour with me, Terry J. Walker. And me, Dr. Pat, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Pump up your spiritual muscle as we share stories. Aspire higher. And live a whole lot larger. To help you unleash your powered up. Pumped up. I am soul-stretching success. Anything can happen when we take to the airways. And all things become possible during the I Am Power Hour. Are you done being afraid to jump into the life that's waiting for you? Are you ready for a real shift? I invite you to tune in every Tuesday with me, Tracy L, on The Tracy L. Clark Show, where we will teach you how to live your extraordinary life. At 8 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, where I will provide the tools and the steps needed to help you transcend perceived limitations and move forward with an extraordinary life. For more information, visit me at tracylclark.com. Living Lighter Radio with Jason and Patricia. We have an ecosystem approach to your life. Tune in weekly every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio as we, Jason and Patricia, discuss what's truly holding you back. We offer you the tools you need to reach your goals and at the same time be living lighter. For more information about Living Lighter, visit www.livinglighter.org. Calling all moms. It's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, and loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power at work, home, and play. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms, helping everyday women create extraordinary lives every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Pacific, 6.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit VibrantPowerfulMoms.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Your money is your creational energy. When you feed your wealth back into what you love, it signals your choices and returns to you. Tune in to Money Momentum with host Karen Baines and learn the truth about the widely misunderstood creative energy that is the cash in your pocket. 
Realign the things you can't see to get the results you can see. Listen every month for a whole new hour on how to get the money already aligned to who you are. For more information on Karen and Money Momentum, visit soulwhispers.uk. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Um, Linda, before we you know, really get into the book, um, how can people find out more about you and also the work you do? Uh, because especially since I reference some of the tools that you do, Please let people know how to do that and also how to get a copy of the book. Oh, thank you. So um, I have a website, Linda Yael Schiller, all one word, dot com, is the website that kind of describes my psychotherapy practice, my consulting, and my dream work. Um, and then there's a website just for the book that talks about all the sort of events that are going on, upcoming um, called moderndreamwork.com and I have you know have some book readings and you know speaking engagements and I'm doing some lectures and workshops and then of course radio shows like this one and to Mm -hmm. find out upcoming events people can go to that moderndreamwork.com and both my website and the book website also have a email link if people wanted to contact me by email as well. Well, yeah, that, thank you for that. The reason I think it's important for people to know how to contact you and talk with you is because of some of the things we talked about before. Um, you know, we can talk about levels of anxiety, discomfort, disarray, all, all at various scales. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is moderately anxious to, holy cow, I can't stop thinking about X. Right. But let's talk about this. Because you ever use the term modern? I use the term modern, right? When I'm talking about uh, talking about different different things in my life, not not all big events, but when you say the term modern, what it represents is that there's going to be an up leveling of something, mm-hmm. whether it's a modern kitchen, and what that means is we're taking something, transforming it or transmuting it, as some of my friends say, mm-hmm. into something that is more effective or more appealing, or more useful, right? And this is really the sense of your book as I was reading it. And I want to talk about what it was, the call to action for you to want to kick this into place, to say to folks, wait a minute, dreams are important, but perhaps we need a few other tools. Okay. So... I've, I've been one, I was one of those kids who was always interested in sort of the nonlinear mystical way of approaching the world. So I was one of those kids who had a Ouija board back in the day. You remember Ouija boards? Oh, yeah. Um, I was one of those kids who sat with my girlfriends in my bedroom and we'd have a seance and we'd call the spirits together like a slumber party or something. And so I always had an interest in the, the mystical side of things, the nonlinear side of things. And very early on, I think in my adolescence, I became enamored of Native American um, tradition and mm-hmm. uh, practice and shamanism. And, you know, growing up in New York State, you know, with the, the Iroquois Indians, I read books, novels, historical things. I, I was fascinated by that whole and at one point, I was 
convinced that I was had a previous life as a Native American woman. Um, I'm blonde, so I never uh, had you know the dark hair. But I remember as a kid, I had a friend with long dark hair who wore it in braids, and I used to sometimes I'd say, "Can I put your braids on?" And I take her braids and I put them over my shoulders so I could see what I would look like if I was a Native American woman with like long dark braids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so it kind of goes way back for me. Yeah. And then what what kicked it off for me? Um, a, a number of different things. Um, I started studying mystical traditions, you know, as an adult. I studied Kabbalah, and I studied shamanic practice. And I even found a teacher who taught me how to integrate shamanic practice with Kabbalah, a rabbi named Gershon Winkler, who's out in um, Arizona. And so that sort of captured my imagination and the way it really got started for me in terms of doing dream work, though, was it was one of those synchronistic moments where a friend of mine from my dance community moved from New York to the Boston area, and she said, I'm so done with New York. It's too much city for me, but what I really miss is my dream circle. So I'm going to start a dream circle in Boston. Linda, would you be in my dream circle? And I said to her, yes. What's a dream circle? <laughs> right, so, right. How my my guts knew to say yes, even before I actually knew what I was saying yes to. So there was a way I was listening, I think, to a higher message and responded to it and then would then go on to discover that it actually became a life path for me. Um, and in, in short, a dream circle is when you get together with a group of several other people and you share dreams together and you help each other understand and make meaning out of the dreams that you've had. And what's beautiful about that is, you know, two heads are better than one, and we all have a blind spot for ourselves and our own psyche and our own issues. So we can't always see what's going on either in our lives or our dreams, and in particular, dreams come encoded, right, in symbols and metaphors. And we really do need help in kind of figuring them out. Even even Carl Jung was known to say that he had to consult with someone to figure out his own dreams. Right. Himself. Um, so I've been meeting with my dream circle for over 35 years. And um, in that process of growing and learning and studying and sharing, um, I've just learned so much about myself and about others and about how important dreams are to sort of the wholeness of our being. Um, they're that uncensored, unmitigated part of our soul or our psyche, if you will, that come up at night without us judging or censoring or even having control over them. So at some level, the dreams that come through to us are the truest part of ourselves. So if we can understand the messages they're giving us, we can then take action in our life on these messages, whether it's healing relationships with people, whether it's changing a life course, whether it's finding a meaningful spirituality. There are messages there once we decode them that we can then use to enhance our life. Well, and, you know, part of this, too, is in the book, one of the things you talk about is the different dream states we have and, you know, synchronicities and intuition. And I want to ask you, um, 
you know, some people have debated dream mm -hmm. states, but I think the one thing that many of us sort of have an intuitive sense about is there's some hit we get. That's my language. There's yep, some hit one. we get from a dream. And what I mean by that is there's like a knowing about something, even mm -hmm. if we can't say, I dreamt about that, right? Have you ever, have you ever gotten up in the morning, right? And all of a sudden, like you have this knowing about something, but you don't know how you have the knowing, and then you immediately take some action on it. Right. I want to ask you about those kinds of things uh, and what people can learn, these new tools to literally accelerate the process of awareness? Mm -hmm. that's, that's a great question. Um, so our states of consciousness are kind of on a continuum, I believe, from completely fully wide awake to completely fully sound asleep. But there's a lot of in-between states, right? So there's wide awake and paying attention, <laughs> There's wide awake, but kind of daydreaming, which is you're not asleep, and it's not actually really a dream, but <laughs> it's kind of like that reverie place where you're, you know, you're sitting in your boardroom at your meeting, but part of you is saying, okay, what am I having for dinner tonight, or wow, I can't wait to go on vacation, or, <laughs> you know, you're kind of in two places at once. Right. A lot of our alternate states of consciousness, if you will, are things that allow us to be in more than one place at the same time. Okay. I'm so glad you're talking about this, right? Because let me ask you this, and then I, I would love for you to go on. Okay. Many of us have been stigmatized and criticized. Now, let me tell you, I don't know if this falls into what you're about to talk about, but I don't think I'm alone about this. This was so much and is to this day so much a part of my life mm. that I almost didn't get out of sixth grade, right? <laughs> Dear. I, I, mean, do you, I know. It's like, I mean, but I'm also the kid that got thrown out of Catholic boarding school at age six. Oh, um, <laughs> but, but it's because I had these, uh, well, psychi psychiatrists call them visions. But I want to talk mm. about them because people in our society today are sometimes, I don't like to do the, sometimes made to feel less than, mm. to made to feel ashamed, to are made to feel that there's something wrong. And, you know, the good news for me is some part of my genetic makeup or something was early on, I said, I don't really care what you think about me. This is like, I'm, I'm talking to Jesus, even if you do want to kick me out of Catholic boarding school. I mean, there was some part of me, right, that yeah. had that chutzpah. That's great. And I still have it. But it's not something that works well. Now, I want to talk about this because even if we have, and we're going to talk about the dreams and the tools when we come back from break, even if we have this, what I've learned to do is I have a small group of friends that I could talk about it with. But mm -hmm. I learned in corporate America, sometimes it's not good to come into your boss and say, hey, Charlie, I had a dream last night that we should start an Ideas at Work program for this Fortune 50 top research company called Bell Labs, hello, 
And we should have like a con and you walk in and you're like, so the part that I've learned is don't say, hey, Charlie, I've had a dream. When we come back, <laughs> I want to talk with you about it because I think it is so important, the body of work you're doing to help people fully express. And I'm telling you, my sense of the world we're living in today is people are shut in down. They won't talk about what's going on in the news. As a matter of fact, I had to start a totally different show so I could talk about what the top issues are. But we need to be able to be our authentic selves, Linda. And I think that's what you're talking about. Part of that is going from dreams to spirit. And I want to hear what you have to say about that. Mr. Benny, take us to break. Sanskrit is not just a language to be written and spoken, but it is a doorway to gaining understanding of how we experience life and truth. Conscious Confidence is a book written by Sanskrit scholar Sarah Main. The stories Sarah shares will take you on a journey of understanding how the power of this ancient language is not only still relevant, but can truly transform your everyday life. Drawing upon the deeper meanings behind the Sanskrit words for confidence, Sarah Main outlines principles for harnessing the fourfold energy of conscious confidence. Focusing, uniting, simplifying, and energizing. Not just a book, a life guide. Available now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Inner Traditions. You can find all of those links on ConsciousConfidence.com. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit BurnBrightToday.com. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Darcy Pariso is your connection to spirit, energy, and healing. You can meet Darcy in person at upcoming events throughout Seattle. Do you have questions about your animal companions, yourself, or do you desire to communicate with loved ones on the other side? Darcy will connect you and get answers. Darcy can also work with energy healing to help you and your animal companions feel more balanced and recharged. Visit DarcyPariso.com events. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Stephan is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living, LLC. For more information about Karen, visit KarenBenton.com. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Modern dream work. Uh, 
I'd like to give a copy of the book away, 1-800-930-2819. And there's a very good reason why I'm excited about this book. Um, you know, when Linda wrote the book, what, I don't know. If, I'm going to ask her about this. But my sense is when Linda wrote the book, what happened with this is there was a lifetime of experience that went in to what had been working and what needs to be up-leveled a bit. And so everything from her description of function and purpose of dreams to the part we're going to talk about now, which totally has to do with your emotional stories and how you get from that thing that's called a dream to really looking at the connection to spirit and beyond, whether it's through your animals or your animal totems and, and, uh, and beyond. But there's much to learn. I will say this. It is daunting. So I never do dream work without help. I am horrible at it. Linda, can we tell, oh, Benny, let's give a copy of the book away. 1-800-930-2819. First copy, uh, oh yeah, one copy of the book. Um, Linda, before we go into this, I'm probably going to skip the next break. Please tell people, one, how they find out about you, how they get a copy of the book. But even more importantly, tell folks about the work you do because I don't think folks know that not only do you do sessions with people, but you also teach, you also train. Okay, thanks, Pat. So, yes, I, was, um, uh, I do individual psychotherapy, but I also teach and train all over the world at this point. So I can give lectures and workshops about understanding dream work and doing dream work, and I also teach people how to incorporate the tools for themselves so they can do their own dream work after having studied the, 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 some of the methods with me. And I do this both at professional and at layperson levels. So I train psychotherapists and I train spiritual directors and I work with religious leaders. I also work with sort of corporate America. I've done workshops for uh, retreats for the, a, day, a day together away from the office. I've done bachelorette parties. You know, rather than getting a stripper, they had someone come in and, um, you know, let's understand our dreams together before we move into this next big phase of life of getting married. Um, and I run dream circles for people, teaching them how to run and set up their own circles. Um, so I do this as single-session events. I do this as multi-session events. I teach a lot of workshops at uh, universities and colleges. So, um, And I'm available both in person and online to do uh, both individual and dream work sessions. So that's, that's what I – and I write a blog. That's how I actually started writing the book is I wrote a blog called AwakeToYourDreams.com for many years. And I've just started adding to the blog now with a lot of posts uh, focusing specifically on nightmares because I've learned about myself that the way I, I write a book is I start with short blog posts, and then when I have the time and space, I put them together and turn them into a book. That's what I did with this one. So the next book is going to be focused on healing from nightmares, and I'm, I'm starting that work now. I think that's a good one, boy, because when you do that one, come on back. I could tell okay. you a few of my nightmare stories, boy. Okay. Um, 
Uh, well, you know, along those lines, let's talk talk about that for a minute. As a young kid, and I shared a little bit about this, I was a little bit unusual. I'm still unusual in the context of most people that know me. But one of the things that I learned on, early on was I would tri- take a trip to imagination. Mm. I don't know what else to call it. I think probably there's a formal dream language definition. I never questioned what I was seeing. Mm -hmm. I didn't hear things. I'm not a hearing, but I'm a seeing type. So if I had a vision, it would pop up in front of me. The vision for building this network, the transformation network with 10 channels to be launched on April 1st, I was driving back from KKNW studio and my windshield lit up like with a picture wow now I've had pictures growing up and I've had dreams growing up of really uh monster category characters because I watched all the monster movies I was a comic book what do they call it geek back then (laughs) I was a geek but I did something interesting I decided at some point in my young life that every monster I knew, and I don't want to spend time to name them, but every one of them, I created my own Justice League. Mm. And I had them become my allies in the nighttime. I trusted Mm. them. And that's what I want to talk about, trust. I trusted as a kid what I got from them, what they told me whether it was a dream in the day, trust. I think this is the missing link now because I'm not so sure we trust ourselves, Linda. Well, thanks for bringing this up, Pat, because that's one of the key words to have a, a balanced and full life. Um, one of the things I learned from uh, a writer and um, inspirational speaker, Byron Katie, is that oh, there yeah. are- yeah, she's great. Yeah. There are three layers or three levels of trust that we need to be full, whole people in the world. We need to be able to trust in ourselves, to trust in other people, and to trust in God or the universe or something larger than ourselves. And the key to being in this sort of balanced place of equanimity is to be able to have trust in all three of those areas. Now, this doesn't mean ignoring reality and it doesn't mean non-discriminatory trust because we do have to pay attention to what is and isn't safe in our external and our internal world but at a very basic core level and this is one of the themes of the book it's about coming home to our our authentic Mm. truest self Mm -hmm. and to trust in that place in our own heart and mind and soul that inside of us is home base And that we can go there and know we are welcomed, held, and safe. That's the core. And that's one of the things that we can get from doing dream work. Um, And there's a way, and it sounds like you were a unique kid, that even (laughs) though someone else might have said, you know, she's crazy, or that's ridiculous, (laughs) you, you had enough trust in your own self, in your own process, to say, I don't care what other people say. I'm going to pay attention to this. 
Or even better, I'm going to be really careful about who I tell these things to because I'm going to use my discernment to figure out who's going to be on board with me, who's not going to be on board with me, who can I trust with my uh, speakings of my soul. Mm-hmm. Because that's a, a precious gift to share the, the musings and, and the movement of your soul with somebody else. So you need to be able to have discernment before sort of willy-nilly, you know, sharing yeah. your deep self with them. Yeah. Um, I, w- I will say to you, Linda, I had to learn that, and I'm still yeah. learning it. I tend to get really super excited about things, and sometimes I will share something too soon. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm very clear about three things in what I've already said today. Yes, we are completely up-leveling our technology. But what I don't say is that we built technology 10 years ago that didn't exist in broadcasting. So when I say up-level it, I know we've got our programmers working on it. We're very excited about it. So I know that. But when I announced it 10 years ago and there wasn't the mechanism in place Mm -hmm. of what we wanted to do, People just looked at us like we had lost our minds Mm. or their answer was, it's going to cost you a fortune. And Mm. I want to talk with you about this and about trust because I believe in people. This is what some of my friends say is my greatest, my greatest attribute and my most vulnerable attribute. I really believe in in, in people. We have the Mm. best listeners on the planet all over Mm -hmm. the world. And I believe in them. I believe in their potential. That's why I'm talking with you today. Because your book points to one, well, it points to a lot of things, but let me tell you my takeaway from it. Okay. My takeaway is I still believe in people and I believe even more in everyone's highest potential optimizing and maximizing what they can do in the world to create a better world. What Mm. your book does is it helps people remember that. And that's the missing link for me because Mm. we need tools like you're talking about, or we can fall in to the deep depression of an impeachment trial or something else going on or disease, or you can name it. Right. Tell us how we go from the dream to learning how to use the dream. Okay. So one of the things that is one of my sort of philosophies or or hallmarks of dream work is this is a, that in every dream, there is a gift. And part of our work then in doing deep dream work is to find the gift in the dream, including in our darkest nightmares, and then to manifest that gift in the world and, and bring it forth. So how do we use our dream work to, to heal ourselves, to heal our world, to heal our planet? First, we have to acknowledge that there are many ways of learning and knowing and that they're all valid. It's not either or. It can be both and. Yes, we can add up things mathematically and do the numbers, And we can learn to recognize the signs of our deep wisdom, that uncanny knowing, to recognize deja vu. That's actually something, synchronicity. It happens. Intuition. 
we can learn how to enhance our skills and intuition. It's like lighting a, a match in the room. We get a little bit of light. But then we take that match and we light a candle. And then that light's even a little bit more stable. And then we take that candle and we light other candles with it. And pretty soon we've lit up the whole room. Tuning into the wisdom of our body means recognizing those signs in our body when we have the knowing, the aha. Sometimes it feels like a shiver. Sometimes it feels like a tingle. Sometimes you get a temperature change. You get hot or you get cold. Sometimes your breath changes. You get a, a spontaneous sigh. All of those things are potential hallmarks of the aha. I'm on to something here. There's some truth here. Because our body can know things before our mind can pick them up. It's a little bit slower. So if we learn to listen to those signs from our physical body as well as from our mind and then put them together, we can start to see the path forward. Mm. The next thing is honoring the importance of the dream, whether it's a waking dream, like, in, like synchronicity and intuition and deja vu, or the nighttime sleeping dream. And there, there are a couple different kinds of nighttime sleeping dreams. There's what we typically call our dreams, which is REM sleep. The REM stands for rapid eye movement. Then there's that in-between zone, just as we're falling asleep at night, but we're not quite asleep yet, and just as we're waking up in the morning, but we're not quite awake yet, called the hypnopompic and the hypnagogic zones. Those are dream states, too. And the reverie and the images and the stories we get from those in-between states come from the same part of our brain as our actual REM dreams do. The neuroscientists have discovered this in their, um, in their work. And then the third aspect of dreaming is what's called lucid dreaming, which means you're asleep and you're having a dream and you're aware that you're asleep and having a dream while you're dreaming. Mm. And that happens spontaneously and with practice, um, with various forms of mindfulness practice, we can learn to become better and better at doing that. Mm. So I want to I want to talk a minute. I want to talk a minute. Oh, sorry sure. to interrupt. That's but quite I want right. to I... I go on and on. I know. <laughs> no, no, no. But I want to. I want to have you elaborate on on mindfulness slash mindset, because you know, look, I thought I was going to be a clinical psychologist, and I decided no. I love cognitive psychology. I love the neuroscience. I love the mind. Right. Cool. And I started to look at the mind from a lot of different places. But you said something that I think is so important. And I'd love for you to elaborate on this because I don't think we connect dreams and current state of mind or mindset or mindfulness. I don't think mm. we connect that. So if I had a little formula, it would be dreams plus mind or mindfulness equals transformation. If I had a little map. Oh, I uh, like just, yeah. formula. Yeah. I'm probably missing something in there, maybe action. But can you talk about that? Because, see, I think what happens is we get the dream and then it's gone. Mm -hmm. We get the okay, dream. So let me go right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, if we're going to remember our dreams, we got to be writing them down. 
dreams, oh, yeah. we all know, they're like wisps of smoke. They're like mist in the air. You move too quickly, wham, it's disappeared. Sometimes yeah. you remember it later. Occasionally there are those dreams that haunt your midnight pillow, as Shelley said, for, forever. But mostly they're gone once we pop out of bed. So to honor the dream and be able to work with them and remember them, you got to write it down. So in my book, among other things, there's a whole chapter on how to remember your dreams. And there's even an appendix with, I think, like 20 different tools for how to better remember your dream. The core of it is have a journal right by your bed at night. Have a pen. If you're not the kind of person who can write, talk it into your phone or your recorder, but then you're going to have to transcribe it later so you can work with it. Um, but that's key for being able to work with and remember your dreams. Mm. Um, Thank you. Then, Thank oh, you. Sorry, sorry, sorry to get you a little crazy right there. <laughs> no, no, not crazy at all. But the other thing you were saying about mindset is, so what is a dream? A dream has so many possible layers to it. One of the layers reflects what's going on in our daily life. What did we have for dinner last night? What are we thinking about? What's the project we're doing at work? So that's one layer. Another layer is what are the problems or dilemmas or issues we're grappling with these days, these weeks, these months? So it can be very short-term issues. It can be longer-term issues. Another layer is things from our deep past, our childhood. Is there stuff that we've struggled with, that we've lived through loss or trauma or upset in our early life that we haven't really quite put to rest or resolved yet. Mm. Our dreams will keep coming back and bringing that stuff to us until we figure out the message they're trying to give us and do the work and the action in the world to resolve them. So one of the beauties of being mindful before, during, and after a dream is paying attention to what we need to pay attention to, figuring out who and what we have to, who we have to talk to and what we have to do, and then actually doing action in the world to make something different. That action could be direct, like call your brother who you haven't talked to in 15 years, see if you can make amends. That action could be uh, say yes to the job opportunity across the country or say no to the job opportunity across the country if you're not supposed to go there. It could be symbolic, like take the seed of the idea and go plant a garden with seeds and symbolically plant the seed of the idea that you want to nurture. So when we move our, the wisdom of our dreams and our understanding into action in the world, that's the difference between having it be, quote, just a dream and a dream that enhances, informs, and uh, moves our life forward. Mm. Wow. You know, Linda, um, my gosh, this hour has gone so quickly. Um, I want to thank you uh, for, first of all, for joining us here today. You know, also, I'm looking forward to your next book. I'm, I'm sure that's going to be a continuation of Chapter 11. Um, yeah. <laughs> If you need me to contribute a story, I'm more than glad to do it, boy. This is right up my alley. We'll be offline. Yeah. (laughs) Or online, Um, I suppose, off air, I guess, about that. I'd love to. Well, I love what you're doing because, boy, I can't tell you how many people I've talked with, whether it be on air or off air, that have had dreams that walked away from them because they Mm. didn't know what to do. They didn't know what you know. They didn't know that they could even work with someone like you. By Mm. the way, this is not the year for that, right? 
My astrology friends made it very clear to somebody like me, yeah, Jupiter just got done with my sign Sagittarius and now is into my other sign Capricorn, and it is not a time to go to sleep. But putting Uh that aside, this is a time for action, isn't it? It's a time to pay attention to the action that needs to happen and to move mm-hmm. it forward. It really is. Wow. And I, I, I have to say I'm, I'm guardedly excited about – there was a – I saw in the store Time Magazine last week, and the title on Time Magazine was Youthquake. And I thought, <laughs> about time, we need another Youthquake. I agree. So I'm hoping they're right. I agree. And boy, if there's anything I could do to help that along, I'm all in. Linda, thank you so much. One last question. Uh, well, actually, two. Website again, tell folks about you. And then I'd love to know what your personal message is, what you'd like to leave us with today. Mm. Okay, thank you. So um, my website is Linda Yael Schiller. That's L I N D A. Y-A-E-L-S-C-H-I-L-L-E-R, that's all one word, dot com. The book is Modern Dreamwork, New Tools for Decoding Your Soul's Wisdom. That's published by Llewellyn Publisher. You can get the book from Llewellyn. You can get it on Amazon, Goodreads. Lots of indie bookstores are carrying it. It's also available at Kindle and Kobo. You can get it in the ebook as well. Um, and you had one other question for me besides... Yeah, personal message. What would you lo- yeah, what would you like to leave us with today? What's your personal message? My personal message I think would be listen to and trust the wisdom of your own being. Listen to and find other like-minded people who you can share your hopes and dreams with. And then take the messages that you get from your knowing and from checking it out with people you love and trust and take it out into the world because we need strong dreamers today desperately. The olden days, right, in shamanic and indigenous traditions, the elders of the tribe, the most revered wise people were the shamans and the dreamers. And no one would do anything without consulting with their strongest dreamers first to see Is this the dream we're meant to move forward in right now? So I'd say take your dreams, dream strong, bring them out into the world. We need you. Wow. Thank you, Linda. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, Benny, thank you for pushing all the right buttons, chatting with our fabulous audience. And I want to thank all of you tuning us in and turning us on. We're not quite done yet. So we will be right back with more about what happens when we literally live our life, move our dreams forward, and tell our stories. We'll be right back. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.